As far as Puri Maharaj's um, reaction to the descendant of an descendant of an offender of his guru, something has to be said about the opposite um, attitude that I can think of, of thinking, well, his grandfather was an offender, let's extend some mercy to his descendants and purify him of the offense. It, it could be considered an equal and opposed. It was charming the way it was, and it makes a particular point. The opposite point that you're raising could be uh, raised, I would imagine, as well. But um, I, I think that uh, I can only make a conjecture that Bhuimarsh felt that the uh, attitude was lingering. And uh, he didn't want to have anything to do with that. Oh, yeah, it wasn't about him. Just I'm just saying, I know you're partial you towards go, that. You could go the opposite way and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, make the case for that, and that would be the call of the individual. The um, charge a guru, person opening the temple, buying the land, and so forth. Um, and just start a revenge. Like, you know, your grand, grand, great-grand-guru offended my guru. Well, imagine how his descendants are, you know, making an offering to his descendants, to my guru's <coughs> legacy. You understand your point, but he didn't choose to do that. He didn't want to have, he, he basically, he didn't want to be connected in any way with any apparat, was the basic feeling that he had. Hmm. So, in his humility, you can say he didn't have feel he had the power to do to go in and rectify the situation. Now, had they come to him with a response, oh no, we don't feel like that. But who knows? They're just trying to sell their land. <laughs> See, he knows Indians. That's <laughs> why so he responded in that way. What else? Yes? Uh, this is about bhakti and sharanagati, which are one and the same thing. Uh, like the conclusion of the Gita, Krishna says, surrender unto me, give up everything. And this is bhakti itself. But uh, like, there could be an argument raised that some practitioners of bhakti say that I am following the nine limbs of bhakti, shravadam, kirtanam, smaranam, etc. But they may not have the mood of surrender to the Guru, the Vaishnavas, or the Lord. So they can justify Bhakti is just doing these things which are mentioned, but the mode of surrender and bhakti, they are one and the same thing. How to convey this point, how to understand this? First of all, Sharanagati is a limb of bhakti, Uttam Bhakti. Rupa Goswami has um, listed it as such, and um, therefore it is a form of bhakti, Sharanagati. and it's, uh, I believe, prominent in the Ramanuja Sampradaya also. Um, I think there's an idea in Ramanuja Sampradaya that if you can't do bhakti, just do sharanagati. That would be a better approach than I can't do sharanagati, I'll just do bhakti of hearing and chanting, um, which is what you're 
asking about, I think, that kind of idea. It's a very odd idea. And uh, if we study the verses uh, of Prahlad, there are two verses in which he enunciates the Navalakshan Bhakti, uh, nine-fold Bhakti, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Arjunam, Bandhanam, Dasim, Satyam, Atmanivedanam, in response to his father's question, what is the best thing that you've learned in school? So he came out with this, much to the surprise um, and horror of uh, the horrible Hiranyakasipu. But there's two verses. Mm-hmm. So he said, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, um, Archanam, Bandhanam, Sakyam, now you're a Sanskrit scholar, so you should understand that Sharanagati is in the second verse. So the idea um, is, and it's the idea of the Gita also, do Sharanagati. And on that stage of Sharanagati to Bhakti, so there's a spirit to the Shravanam Kirtanam that Prahlad has uh, spoken of in that verse. Hmm. Um, in Bhakti, in a way, you can say, as 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 as, as you did in your questioning, Sharanagati and Bhakti are synonymous because um, in in Karma Yoga we give our uh, the fruits of our work to Krishna. But in bhakti we don't do that. In bhakti we give ourselves to Krishna. We give ourselves to Krishna, that you can say in effect is Sharanagati, and then we hear and chant about him, remember him, and so forth. So it's really underlying. Um, and uh, if Obviously, it should be, you include within Sharanagati, uh, well, within within Bhakti, uh, Guru Parashraya, as Goswami begins taking shelter of the Guru, and all such things. Um, if this is uh, Bhakti, and it is, I don't know how you could avoid that and think that you're doing Bhakti. Because if we chant and hear, but we avoid surrendering to the guru, then we commit guru up nam aparad. Hmm? Because the nam aparad is to disrespect the guru, hmm? not follow the order of the guru or to disrespect the guru. So if you disrespect the guru principle, you don't think you need one. Hmm? You're just going to hear and chant. You can do that, but the name, you're doing nam aparad in that way. Hmm? So. You're committing offense. To, you're chanting, but you're committing an offense to the aparad by doing that at the same time to to the name. So that will be fruitless. Uh, the Gita, uh, where Sharanagati comes at the end, is um, um, Krishna says, "That come before." Then. Before that. First he says that, then he says Sharanagati, right? Yeah. So they say go together. 
why, why would anyone possibly, how could anyone possibly think that they were engaging in bhakti and, and not doing sharanagati? Uh, as much as sharanagati means accepting things that are favorable to bhakti, rejecting things that are unfavorable, uh, culture, cultivating, there's like five moods, uh, sankalp, hmm? um, uh, uh, vishvas, hmm? Right. Faith, confidence, uh, Krishna will protect me. Um, uh, d- dependence, go hmm. tata. Krishna will maintain me. Hmm. Humility, self-resignation. How, how can how can you do bhakti in your mind and not do such things? Especially start at the beginning. Accept things that are favorable to bhakti. Reject things that are unfavorable. Accepting a guru is certainly favorable to bhakti. <laughs> Uh, to make sure anagati is, is favorable to bhakti. So, as we say, the, the, the stage, dramatic stage, on which the drama of Krishna Leela will um, take place, that is uh, Sharanagati. And this is the focus of sadhana bhakti. In sadhana bhakti, the focus is shraddha and Sharanagati. And bhakti Vinod has connected the two very nicely. Shraddha, faith, which is kind of ethereal in one sense, people can say, expresses itself in a concrete way in the form of sharanagati, sixfold sharanagati. So we look at our, the measure of our faith in relation to our sharanagati, and then we understand how qualified we are, as much as faith is the, is the qualifier for treading the path, how, how, how qualified we are to, to tread the path. Hmm? So it's difficult to separate uh, the two. And Sharanagati is also, as I say, an Ananga of Bhakti. It seems like an Anga that you don't have to do all the Angas of, of, of Bhakti, but it seems like a difficult one to avoid. Right? Does that help? What else? Yes. been thinking of how, how for many of my friends it's been a really rough year both for personal reasons and for political reasons and you know, I've tried to think of sort of things to, ways to comfort them somehow to make it easier for them to deal with it but somehow it feels a little bit challenging because the spiritual practice really is the way for me to, to kind of, the only way thing that I find solace in difficult times, but then like sort of reaching to a friend when they're vulnerable and they're really miserable also feels kind of like forcing spirituality on them when they're in a difficult situation. So I'd like to hear your thoughts maybe on, on comforting people. Well, I don't know if uh, I follow your, your your reasoning. I would think that if people were disturbed over the uh, conditions in their life and the, in, in, in the world from their perspective um, and uh, were feeling helpless to do anything about it, um, it's one thing if you're all energized to do something about it and you think you're going to go and rectify the whole thing and so forth and that person would be maybe hard uh, 
to uh, to suggest that uh, there's no solution and the solutions are as bad as 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 the, as the problems often or they, they they could take that kind of a turn so but if someone is feeling um, very disconcerted and 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 it would seem like an opening to me uh, to that to say well yeah I agree with you that's why I'm you know basically would define myself as a transcendentalist because such is the nature of, of of the world and what can we do you know to change it I mean uh, there's millions of people on the other side <laughs> and so what we're going to do is battle it out uh, forever and 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 even our own side let's say politically that we might prefer probably carries baggage that we don't necessarily uh, agree with either so it's a compromised position all the way around at a, at a relative solution to a, to a, to a problem that has has uh, has no end there are some ways that one can be active in one's own life and circle to improve it and set a better example um, and, and all but uh, we look at such uh, for the, to a large extent, is impetus for the pursuit of uh, a, a solution that transcends uh, the uh, the good and bad, the left and the right, um, and, and so forth. And so we've kind of uh, gone through the the stage of feeling exasperated by the situation, mm-hmm. and. And, and come to the conclusion that, that it's it's uh, endless. As I often say, you press down here, it it comes up there, um, and so we're transcendentalists instead. Now, that said, uh, I suppose that there 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 could be a point in any Vaishnav's life where they felt um, called to social activism from the. Gaudi Vaishnav perspective, hmm? um, and might might get involved in in such. Um, that's a, a calling some may have, um, and in the context of being involved in social activism, obviously, I they what they. Um, Cherish as their ideal will be be shared with with uh, with persons. Um, I mean, Bhakti Vinodakar was active in the world as a householder, as a magistrate, um, trying to make better laws and so on and so forth. All in the context of his his being a, a Vaishnava. Hmm? So there's an example of that. Um, so within our realm, we try to do the best we can. But I, but I think that um, there was another side to Bhakti Vinod, who, who, for example, was involved, and there were people who wanted to get rid of the British. And he said, "Well, they're not bothering me. I can, I can uh, chant the holy name and practice my religion." So, and they're pretty good organizers. So that's how he looked at it, and he was working for them. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at the issues. 
uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time, um, you know, they, they had uh, a, a Nawab Hussain saw was the ruler. He's worse than, you know, whoever, Putin or Trump or whoever you think is bad. Mm-hmm. And Krishna leader, they had Kamsa as the political ruler at the time, so things could be worse. Um, and we, as a community of devotees with history of hundreds and thousands of years, have seen worse times in the world. Hmm? Um, much worse than in any... You come from first world country, so I suppose you're speaking about friends from the same affluent type of uh, situation um, and uh, what your friends may be upset about the, the shift, the drift of the world and so on and so forth um, there are people in Africa and Latin America and so forth have got much bigger problems um, than that um, you can say well but our problems are bigger because they're cataclysmic the environmental uh, problem is is uh, being checked by some perhaps uh, governments or not not uh, being taken seriously and that I would say is <laughs> is a problem um, uh, but what what can what can I do about that um, uh, there might be something some circumstance socially where I could become active, that's what might motivate me in some situation. Um, it would be pretty, pretty drastic <laughs> to get involved and in, 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 on that level try to make, it, make a change. But I, 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 anyway, again, overall, I would think that um, rather than at being a time that was not conducive to sharing your perspective, I would think it would be a good time to share your perspective and say, yeah, I felt that way too, and uh, I even ran for parliament, as you did, and so forth, and I wanted to be active and make a change. I still would, but 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 I realize also that the nature of the world is such, and it's been like this, and it will always be like this, and the, the, in one, one sense or another, the, the idea of perfecting the material world is, is, a, is a confused idea. Um, it's, you know, it's basically, you offer them... Yes, there's Tamaguna and there's Rajaguna, but there's also Sattvaguna. Hmm. You might look at it from that perspective. Um, so, again, I, it seems to me that would be more of a conducive time and opening in a person's life to um, maybe share your your uh, perspective and give them some um, solace. Again, things things have been worse, and here's the good news. There is a, a capital G good that is attainable, and um, and you don't need much to pursue it, and it's been pursued in all types of material conditions under much more uh, demonic political regimes than than uh, probably any in the world uh, today or many of them mm-hmm. uh, so and if it's not political it's their personal lives they're having problems and so forth I mean I, to me it's 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 
So it seems like a good time to offer them a, a broader perspective, the transcendentalist's perspective. Mm-hmm. Even hearing about it is 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 uh, is basically saying it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You're really an atma. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know you have to shift to a metaphysical perspective. You say, look, I know the political world, the social world around you is uh, not conforming to your sense of what it should be like, uh, but what's it all about, anyway? <laughs> what's the, you know, what about the metaphor, what, what are we? Hmm? Why are there problems like this? Why do they never end? Why? Hmm. One group takes the lead, another group takes the lead, and so many of the same problems remain, you know, often. Um, Great uh, reformers have won and led, and here we are again. <laughs> uh, so, see, again, it's, to me, it seems like uh, a, a good entry point for offering a metaphysical, transcendental perspective. What else? <laughs> not, I can't offer too much to say. An answer to you, but yes. Um, early on in your sacred preface, <coughs> as you, you compared diksha uh, to the seed and shiksha to water and sunlight, and you made the analogy you're saying that strong seed with weak sunlight and water can flourish and vice versa. And I was just wondering how someone, even a strong diksha, how could they make progress at that good shiksha also? And like, how would they even know, I guess, the offenses not to make? And, and um, are there examples of anybody like this? Well, I think that uh, it's a good point that you bring up everyone needs siksha, but I think that um, you could make the argument strong seed, powerful connection um, that's made uh, enables one to take advantage of siksha in ways that others perhaps might not. Um, some people can take advantage of literature more than others, and there's siksha there. Hmm? Some people can't make out the book, and uh, and so forth. So, um, and that said, of course, the dic- if you're going to have a strong diksha, he, he must have something to say too. So, um, it's. I think the emphasis there is just we need both. Um, and um, and if you have a strong connection with a very powerful guru, let's say, then that make that's a good, that's a very good investment, even if you don't get much siksha in this life he or she passes on and still that, that connection seems very very valuable if you're connected through diksha weekly in a sense with a devotee who's not very advanced uh, that's one thing if you have a very if you have a strong connection with someone who's a very advanced devotee well that seems like a very valuable a thing to have mm-hmm. um, can carry you 
Hmm? Not that you don't need siksha ultimately, but you may not get siksha in this life. You may pass, pass, but that's not the only life. But that connection is there, keeps you. The other, other situation, you need the strong siksha. You need the same thing in each case. Strong siksha means you need a powerful guru. Siksha guru, <laughs> you need a connection with a powerful siksha guru one way or the other, through siksha or through diksha. That is... Um, uh, most uh, uh, desirable, not uh, necessary to, to carry the day. What else? Yes. Something I've been pondering about, and I've heard of other devotees talk about, is in India there are some sakya plus paribas uh, and many of these that have converted into Nigeria rocks. And I'm not sure what that means or how that's possible or get any background. Yeah, well, the, um, the, uh, um, as you know, the, before the Goswamis wrote their books and all, Nityananda Prabhu was very much um, promoting uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the savior and and the person to, put all of one's uh, attention on, to chant his name, to worship him, to follow his teaching, and so on and so forth. And in, in that way, he very unceremoniously started the Sampradaya, and he had his associates, um, particularly the, the Dwarasa Gopals, and they, um, whom he initiated, and they initiated, began initiating in, 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 in Bengal, um, later, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to uh, Jagannath Puri, he told Nityananda Prabhu not to come to Puri, at one point to stay in Bengal and to preach. And so he did return, but he did stay in Bengal and preach also. And there was huge preaching there. This was before the Goswami's books were written and available. Huge preaching by the Gopals and Upa Gopals. Uh, thousands of disciples were made. Um, they turned their homes into like preaching centers, kind of like not big, huge, monumental temples, but kind of low on that end of of uh, Aishvarya and Namkirtan. They were Namkirtan is the way, and they were absorbed. These Vadas Gopals, for example, are described as always in their sleep even, doing Sankirtan. Ecstatic symptoms manifesting constantly in their bodies. These were extraordinary people. Yeah, they were initiating widely. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had an initiated one disciple. Hmm? And they were going crazy um, on, on behalf of Nityananda Prabhu, Fulgar and Anita, and, and sharing the dispensation in that way. And... Um, Later, uh, after the passing of, uh, they were they were kind of grouped together. There are two groups: the Gopals and the Mahants. And the, Gop- the Mahants are only grouped together as much as they're they're not the Gopals. <laughs> the Gopals were all together, and they're in the same sentiment and and so forth. So they were a little more organized, perhaps. At any rate, after some time, that the passed from the world. Um, and from the lineage of, uh, or the side of Nityananda Prabhu, came Janama Mata 
consort of Chaitanya Nityananda Prabhu. And she is described by Kavi Karnapur to be a partial incarnation of Ananga Manjari and Balaram's concert in Dwarka, Revati. So she preached Madhuri Rasa. She became involved in the dispensation of Madhuri Rasa and this was at a time when the Goswami's books had come out also, which is all this theological and philosophical backing for Chaitanya Vaishnavism reaching its apex in Manjari Bhav, highest ideal. By that you could come closest to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to experience uh, the Bhav of Radha and so forth. So, so, uh, Janava was very respectful to all the Dwarasagal Pauls, went to their Sripads, paid respect even after they left and so forth. Uh, but she became prominent. And her stepson, Virabhadra Goswami, became extremely powerful preacher. He was so powerful and widespread in his preaching um, that he was thought to be the person who fulfilled the prediction in the Chaitanya Mangal of Lokachandas Thakur that says, a Senapati Vaishnav a great general will go to different countries and preach and widely distribute. You find some people in the modern time of Prabhupada's disciples think the Prabhupada is the one who's fulfilling, but centuries ago they thought Virabhadra had fulfilled that. And so, and he was initiated by Janava. So this was extending the line, dispensation of Manjari Bhav from Nityananda's side, so to speak, and and the backing of all this theology now, systematic theology and so forth, which gave great kind of ammunition for the dissemination and so and so on. So it, it tended to eclipse, and the Gaudiya's Gopals left the world. Hmm? Um, so now their successors were there, and and so you were in another generation, and the the dissemination of the Sakirasa group, which is always going to be a secondary influence in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It is uh, an assisting... Uh, they were all in an assisting role. Nityananda was an assisting role to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, trying to bring Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, everyone to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but, but inadvertently some people would, would uh, develop uh, some scar for his, his bhava and so forth. So um, so the Sakyaras lineages. But the preaching of Janava and Virabhadra and so forth and the Goswamis eclipsed to some extent the the further widespread circulation of um, uh, the Sakyaras current. It is. It, it did go on, you can trace it over the centuries hmm? up until the time, up until modern times. Hmm? but not with the kind of prominence that we find at the beginning, hmm? in the early days, for the reasons that I'm explaining. Now, that said, just as in one sense Sakirasa was obscured by the preaching, and perhaps over time, after the passing of the Duatasagal Pauls, next generation, next generation, it uh, the current in those lineages became weaker. It's not uncommon for a spiritual current to go underground at some point. Krishna speaks about it in the Gita. 
his remedy is Guru Shishya Parampara, to invest in a, in, a, in a Parampara some some energy, hmm? some Shakti, to revive it. But it happens. Hmm? And as theoretically it happened to some extent to the Sakuras lineages, even as well while they were their influence was being obscured by now these powerful preachers disseminating Madhuri Rasa, the Goswamis, uh, Janava, Virabhadra, and so forth. Um, similarly, over time, with the dearest appearance of Janava and and Virabhadra and Shamananda and uh, Srinivas uh, and uh, Narutam and so on and so on, well, we see that it was noticed at least by Bhakti Vinod at the, at the, at, during his time that this idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is 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 very wonderful, but its 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 current is stagnated. Hmm? Its current is stagnated to some extent, hmm? and. The Gaudiya Vaishnavas, there were Gaudiya Vaishnav saints, they would stay in the Dham. Hmm? They had practically uh, uh, n- uh, no, it there's no example that I know of, of, of them interacting with modernity in any significant way. Um, and, the, and the modern world and the European perspective was, was right at, at their door. Hmm? It's pretty hard to avoid. But you stay in the Dham, and uh, they could avoid it to some extent. Um, um, but but it was a powerful influence. Unless you interface with it, and so what? Well, then you're going to become obscured by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could stay in the Dham, but 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 even the Dham is going to become eroded in due course and. And they're going to build high rises there, and and so on and so forth. So uh, you, you you know you really need to challenge it to stay alive in a way, in a sense. Hmm? There's some kind of social activism. <laughs> so sort uh, so so they weren't doing that, um, and and there was a lot of misrepresentation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and with the stagnation of the current overall. Compared to the times of Mahaprabhu, the times of Janava, Virabhadra, Narottam, hmm? I don't say it's there's no representation that was accurate there, no sadhus, but comparatively, it was it was stagnated. And the current was much underground. Um, no practically pious, educated Hindu was interested in in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in Bengal. Hmm? It's home. Hmm? So. Uh, and also, as I said, there was misrepresentation. And with the misrepresentation also comes a kind of a form over substance uh, representation of a tradition. And so someone is formally in the tradition and carrying on with it and so forth, um, but uh, in, any, in a real spiritually substantive, substantive way, they, they, they may not be... Uh, there may not be a lot of spiritual power there. And in particular, some of the lineages of Gaudiya Vaishnavism were householder lineages. Um, family members, Birabhadra was a, was a brahmacharya, I think. Uh, 
um, but uh, you get, you know, Advaita was married, Gadadhar, Nityananda Prabhu had, uh, was married, so, so you, you have lineages, uh, uh, and, and the idea of the caste, Goswamis. Hmm. They had no caste in the Varnashram, whatever, the caste Goswami. Well, most of them were probably Brahmins, actually, by, by caste, but, but at any rate, uh, you uh, can find examples of this throughout India in all traditions where a lineage has become that was spiritually vital at some point in time and revolutionary has become kind of a way to maintain yourself. Hmm? This is what we do. We are the Nityananda um, Vamsa. We are the family of Nityananda. We got Nityananda's blood and it's coming through us and and so we're the way to him, uh, and um, and it's their livelihood. So they initiate, they get patronage, um, and if they don't have a lot of spiritual substance, they may manipulate people, hmm? intimidate people, uh, which is an inevitable uh, result of material conditioning and the needs one has. And if that's your livelihood, that's who you are, and in India, things were more structured in the past as far as the identity of a family and a person and what their options were and so forth. So this is what we do. We are the sadhus and uh, and whatever, you know. So you, you can find them today, right? You can go places and you can find them. They, they, they are, there can be nice people and whatnot, but they can also be very spiritually unsubstantial. Hmm? And so... Uh, there were a lot of examples of this at the time of Bhakti Vinod. And so adding to the obscuring, if you will, of the, of the Sakiras and the problem that you've asked about comes that, well, if we're in the marketplace for selling mantras hmm, and connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and this is how we, we make our livelihood, and... Uh, but in our line, we have Sakya Rasa, but Madhurya Rasa is more popular. It's selling better. Hmm? Then maybe we can write a little book about our patron saint and uh, and uh, make it look like it was written a long time ago. Hmm? And uh, a religious biography and say how he was... Uh, this. Uh, uh, Gopa, but he also has a Manjari Swarup. Hmm? This kind of thing. Hmm? Um, and I think this is more of a, a modern uh, development. I mean, I've looked now at books from over the centuries and find nothing in print. Of course, there's nothing in the, in the authoritative books of Kavi Karnapur, the who's who of Gorlila and Krishna Leela or Vishwanath Chakrabita perhaps one too it's a Goranga Gaon Goranga yeah uh, that's a book maybe what hundred years later or so from Kabi Karnapur's making similar identifications between members of Gaur Leela and, and who they are in Krishna Leela and so these would be the most powerful books written by very prominent uh, acharyas written in Sanskrit in between them there and after them there are many books written in Bengali by less um, prominent people, but devotees, yeah. about 
for example, the Gopals and the, and the other associates, there's no mention of anything like this. Uh, in this way, it's not uh, supported by the Shastra, and philosophically it's a problem with the Shastra too. Some will say, well, in Shastra it says, and if it's made out to Sutra, that, that one can have more than one sarup. So there you are. Hmm? Yes, but the way that plays out in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is you have one sarup in Krishna Lila, one sarup in, in, in Gaur Lila. Or if you're a parshad of, of, of Krishna in a Lila, you're not a Tasta Shakti Jeev, hmm? then you can have many sarups in many different Lilas. When Krishna goes to Dwarka, you can go too, and and, 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 and Mathura and to Ayodhya, be represented there hmm, in an appropriate form and so forth. Uh, but um, to have, to be a gopi, one person is a gopi and a gopa at the same time in a leela, in the same leela. Um, I mean, I don't even think you find that in in, in Gorgonadishtipika when there are some extreme examples of saying this person is influenced by this Bhav and that Bhav and so it's it's very um, it's it's not supportable uh, in my estimation philosophically and it's not supportable from the historical record and from the the testament of great devotees, the vision of great devotees who identified again the, the who's who and so forth. So when has this come about uh, when exactly I don't know I can't find it in any book but it but it is there in some somewhere that I, so it seems more modern and it just seems like as I say this is my conjecture that it is it's keep up with the Joneses we've got Manjaris in our closet too <laughs> we got them right here right over on the shelf right here um, and I I've seen this at this present day and time I know people who are selling sarups right now to maintain their families hmm? in the dress even of sannyasis, renunciates. Hmm? They're doing exactly this. I, it, it's as weird as it sounds and as bizarre, um, it's happening even right now today. I know of more than one example. Hmm? So... Um, uh, it doesn't take a lot if you go, you know, well, Guru Dave, uh, you know, you gave me my Manjari Sarup and I was looking at the Guru Parampara and I see that, you know, actually you know, this Parampara started with such and such uh, Gopal. And so, you know, how can it be that, you know, he's in a Gopal and we are in a Manjari? He also has Manjari. Man. I can give him one. <laughs> I give anyone. I can give him one. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. This, so... Uh, it, it seems like this. It seems unnecessary. Um, let's say, for example, you have the line let, coming from Raghunath Das Goswami, who was initiated by um, what Nandanacharya? Nacharya, hmm? who was, I suppose, initiated by Dhananjay Pandit. That line begins with Dhananjay Pandit, one of the Vasudhas Gopals, who's, who's Vasudham in Krishna Leela. He's a Gopal. But so they have. Now they say in that line, oh, he also has a Manjari Swarup. No problem. He's such and such Manjari. But I mean, again, who made that up? Where did that come from, number one? And number two, you don't have to do that. You have Raghunathas Goswami in your line, who's a Nityasiddha, uh, and there you go. Hmm. Um, so, 
no problem. Why, why do that? What's a much more eloquent and and um, eloquent, elegant, and uh, and uh, philosophically sound uh, reply? Hmm? So, and I have heard uh, from one devotee who traveled in Bengal that he went to so many of these Sri Pots uh, preaching centers of these Gopals, and they were all. And many of them were saying like this. Now, when we went to Mangaladehi, they didn't say that. No. They were the followers of Sundarananda, who's uh, Sridham Saka in no. Sudam, excuse me, Sudam Saka in uh, in Krishna Lila, and they didn't have any Manjari Swarupa assigned to him or anything of the sort. So, so I don't know how widespread it is. I was told by one person it was widespread. I only know of one example where they they teach that in their in their lineage. That's in the lineage coming to Radhakund. The now well Nantadas Babaji is in that lineage, and they say that that we don't agree with. We, he may be good, but we don't agree with that. Does that help? Thank you. Yeah. Very yeah. Yes, it's, it's an interesting history. All right, some short questions, some short answers tonight. We'll stop there. Shri Shidaji Gopal ki jai, Guru Jivashna Guru Parampara ki jai, Guru Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Guru Premanandi.